we learn how to work with our intuition and that process is a healing process. So we also learn to heal ourselves, to heal others. And it doesn't mean heal, fix. It means work with what we, you know, what we need, what's going on, what are our blocks, what are our issues? And we learn how to work with it and release it. And welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss. And on the podcast this week is Catherine Schiff, intuitive healer, psychic, and intuitive healing teacher. And I am so excited about this conversation. It's really the third in my series of featuring healers and intuitives and people in my life who have been so instrumental on my healing and spiritual journey. And I actually first learned about Catherine after listening to her episode on the Den Talks podcast. It was actually the first time I had ever listened to that podcast, but I had seen something about Catherine's conversation on Instagram. And so I immediately felt drawn to her and drawn to the conversation. And really 45 minutes, not even into tuning into it, I just knew without a doubt that I needed to book a session with Catherine. And honestly, I'm not usually one to act that quickly when it comes to working with somebody and booking a session. I usually like to feel it out and give myself some time. And sometimes that's like three to six months, no joke, before I book a session. But with Catherine, I just knew. And I had a session with her later that week and it was really just magic. It was impactful and changed my life. And so through our work together, she has helped me, gosh, just align more deeply with my path. She's taught me how to really energetically ground myself and remove people, places, and things from my energetic space. And really above all else, she's helped me really remember just how beautiful and profound this journey is. And so fast forward a year later, literally like almost to the day, I have the opportunity to share this beautiful, profound, and deep conversation with you all. And I am so excited about it. And so in this week's new episode, we really chat all about Catherine's work as an intuitive healer, her journey connecting to her psychic skills and abilities, and the healing process of owning and connecting to our intuitive space because we are all intuitive. We talk about energy work, grounding in our own energy and removing other people's energy from our space, and really energy work as a co-creative process. We talk about distinguishing compassion from empathy and releasing blocks and limiting beliefs to step into our growth and power. We talk about the role of past lifetimes in our growth and healing. Plus, Catherine shares the main message our spirit guides want us to know, her biggest dream, and so much more. I'm like totally out of breath over here because I'm so excited to be able to share this conversation with Catherine with you guys. But before we dive in to this week's new episode, I've got to share with you the iTunes review of the week. And this week it comes from KiwiFruit1212 and it says powerful storytelling. I really enjoy this podcast, especially the episodes that feature people telling their personal stories of struggle and growth. 
It's really powerful and enlightening to hear people share what they've been through and how they've coped. I appreciate that this inspiring podcast exposes listeners to stories that they may never have heard otherwise. Wow, kiwi fruit one two one two. Thank you so much for this review of the podcast. Thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your day to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, guys. I am so grateful for these reviews, and they really help other people find the show and share with them what Seek the Joy podcast is all about. So you know the drill. If you've been enjoying this podcast, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or really. Wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, and when you do, take a screenshot of that review, send it to sydney at seekthejoypodcast.com. I will send you our new and improved guide for infusing more joy into your life. It's a great way for us to connect to outside of the show. And if you're looking for other ways to support Seek the Joy podcast, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, share the show, share this episode, share your favorite episode with your friends and your family or on your social media pages and then make sure to tag us at seek the joy podcast so I can share it too. I am so excited to share with you guys this conversation with Catherine. She has been so instrumental on my spiritual and healing journey. And at the top, at the beginning of this intro, I also mentioned that Catherine is an intuitive healing teacher and she's the founder of Psy, which is the school of intuitive greater healing. Everyone, we all have intuition. And so through her certification, you learn to tap into and develop your abilities more fully. And up until now, she's only been able to offer this program in person, but she is launching the online version of the basic intuitive healing program on her website on September 1st. This is really the first time she's been able to offer this online so you can do it from the comfort of your own home. So stay tuned on her website to learn more and to be one of the first to sign up when it goes live. And I just can't wait to hear what you guys think about this one. Make sure to join the conversation. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And let me know what you thought about this one. At the beginning of 2019, I decided I really wanted to share more openly about my spiritual and healing journey. And through that, really share conversations with people who have been so instrumental in that journey. And so we started with Aiden Chase and then Nicola Berman and now Catherine Schiff. And I'm just so grateful and so excited to share this with you. With everything that she does, Catherine's goal is to help you create more space, clarity, peace, self-trust, and always healing so that you can live more fully on your own authentic path. And so without further ado, here is my conversation with Catherine Schiff. Uh, Well, my name is Catherine Schiff. And yes, I I call myself, um, you know, an intuitive healer. And really, it's because yes, what I do is intuitive healing. I do that kind of work. And I also teach it. And you know, how I talk about it is, and there's different ways, there's different labels out there. It's all kind of under the same umbrella. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes I call myself a clairvoyant, sometimes a psychic, sometimes just an energy healer. Mm -hmm. But basically what it is, is I work from the intuitive space and I teach others how to use their intuitive space. And it's just like a muscle, like a muscle in the body. And if you exercise that muscle, it gets stronger and easier and more clear. Yeah. Uh, 
anyone is able to do that. Like as human beings, that is part of who we are. We are intuitive beings. But, you know, it's not on everybody's path to exercise that space. Yeah. It just really isn't. And that's fine. Yeah. And the why the healing is in there is because we learn how to work with our intuition and that process is a healing process. So we also learn to heal ourselves, to heal others. And it doesn't mean heal, fix. It means work with what we, you know, what we need, what's going on, what are our blocks, what are our issues? And we learn how to work with it and release it. And so healing can look different for everybody. You know, it looks different mm-hmm. for each person, but the process of owning your intuitive space is a process of healing, right? We have to release all the stuff that blocks us to get into that. So they work together. That's why it's intuitive healing. When did you start owning this intuitive space for you and building this muscle? Because I love what you shared, that this ability to tap into that intuitive space to Mm -hmm. exercise those psychic or clairvoyant muscles is just that. It's a muscle. Mm -hmm. So when did you begin to tap into that space and and exercise those muscles? So I was always, I guess what you would call an empath, you know, people call themselves empaths or you hear about that term out there. And I mean it for myself in terms of I was sensitive, meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt other people's feelings. Uh, I was that kind of friend in my friendships. And even with my family, I would take, you know, I'd feel the energy, feel what they were feeling. And the difference with an empath is if you don't have any tools about that, you'll feel it and you'll, you'll take it on as your own, right? You feel like it's yours. Yeah. So I would say I was probably always tapping into stuff my, my whole lifetime, but I had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any verbiage around it or, you know, definitions or any clarity around it. And then as I went through life, I got into my 30s. And somewhere in my 30s, I, I owned a business at the time. Um, I was in a relationship, you know, a lot of great friends. I was living in San Francisco. Uh, I felt... I, what would I call it? I mean, I tell people I kind of had, and it may not have been my first one, but like a little, you know, midlife, early life, 30 year life crisis (laughs) where everything just hit at once. And I got so overwhelmed Mm. and by overwhelmed, I mean, I, it was really hard to be in the body. I was uncomfortable. I was, you know, in a lot of grief. I was physically going through stuff. Uh, I just didn't feel right. And that kind of put me in a direction of, I just got sick of my own stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I can't even really say, I mean, we could go into a much longer conversation about what all that stuff is, mm-hmm. but, but basically I just took a look around. I was like, I can't do what I'm doing. It doesn't work. The it way wasn't working it. anymore. Yeah, it just wasn't. Yeah. So I just made a big change and, and I was always a traveler. I was always someone who could move places really easily. I, I enjoyed that. I, I was a seeker. I'm a seeker. Mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. a philosopher at heart, you know? So I moved, I left San Francisco and went to Buenos Aires. And the reason that's important is because what happened was I knew later, I got such separation, physical separation from everybody I was close to that I finally got quiet Mm. and I didn't have tools to do that. But when I got far away geographically, it's just like the cords kind of fell out and I went quiet, everything went quiet and I started feeling my own stuff for the first time in a long time. And in that process, I, it's like something turned on, you Mm -hmm. know, I just started dreaming kind of prophetically. Um, I would have dreams about things that would happen very 
you know, not, they weren't like big deals, but they were very specific. Like with people I knew, I dreamed something the next day I would get a phone call or an email and it would be exactly what <laughs> they had said to me in the dream. So wow. I became very aware of this. You yeah. know, I, I noticed, wow, whoa, I'm really tuned into something. And it made me really curious and I got excited and I hadn't felt that enthusiasm for a long yeah. time either. So I just followed it. And basically I said, yes, yes, yes. I said, what is going on? I looked for it. I was open to it. And it led me to Santa Fe, Mm -hmm. Mexico, to an intuitive school. And the first class I took, we just sat in a, you know, brief, you know, 30 minute meditation grounding, just getting in your body, releasing and something I just knew. I I just thought to myself, I don't know what this is, but I, I recognize it. Mm -hmm. It feels good. And whatever this is, I want to keep doing it. And that was it. I just kept going back. Wow. There was a resonance there with the work and the ability to tune in to yourself. And it's so interesting what you shared about when you traveled to Argentina Mm -hmm. and got that real physical separation. Mm -hmm. In many ways, did it feel like for the first time you were tapping into your own energy source? You were only filled up with your own energy as opposed to being surrounded by the chaos and the clutter and everybody else's stuff? Yes. Yeah. Cause that's, that's exactly what it sounds what it like to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. And I had traveled before I traveled a lot in my twenties, you know, all over, but it was different. I didn't get the same in though in the, in my younger years, you know, I was really searching mm-hmm. and, you know, you go through different growth periods in life. I think I was just ready. Yeah. You know, I was, gosh, how old was I? I don't know how old I was. <laughs> I think I was 36. <laughs> I know yeah. people don't even talk about their ages. I love no. age. I'm all about age. Yeah. I feel like you earn your age. Uh-huh. Put it out there. And the lessons and, and the wisdom that come mm-hmm. from it. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I was ready. I was just ready. It was that turning point. Yeah. I love what you shared too earlier, just about how you were tired of your own stuff and what was going on and you were ready for that shift and that change. So then you end up in Santa Fe, New Mexico. You're at this school. Mm -hmm. Was it a school to learn to tap into your intuition or to tap into your psychic abilities? I mean, what, what was it? (laughs) It was a little meditation center called the center for inner truth. Hmm. And I went there to take these classes that were at the time called self-healing classes. So I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't going to learn about my intuition. I wasn't going to, you know, become psychic. I was going to just self-heal. I thought I want to self-heal. I don't want to go to therapy for hours and hours and have to wait till the next week or the next month. And, you know, I was so sick of my stories. And so I thought, I just want to self-heal. Let's do this. You know, I just was ready. And that's what I went with the intention of. I have to say, I was maybe, you know, six months in at least, maybe even longer, to where one of my classmates finally looked at me and said, You realize this is psychic work? And I was like, What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, What do you yeah. think we've been doing this whole time? This is about <laughs> psychic work. And I thought, Oh my gosh, it is. But to me, I was just like, I'm just feeling yeah. good. You were tapping into that self-healing and that movement. And it goes back, I think, to what you said at the beginning of the conversation, that when you begin to work with your intuition, it -hmm. becomes this deep healing process because it essentially is energy work, right? When you're you're looking at your stuff, your blocks, Mm -hmm. your barriers, whatever is in front of you, the lessons that you need to learn, it Mm -hmm. is a process of moving energy within and then around you. Because the more I dive into this, the more I learn for myself that when you begin to shift sort of the chemistry 
chemistry within and the way you think and the way you mm-hmm. speak to yourself and uh, you really take like a deep look at it, it's then reflected on the outside too. So Absolutely. when you realize like, oh my God, I'm actually doing this deep healing within myself that's actually in fact energy work. Mm-hmm. Did you feel yourself shifting in a more profound way? Did it sort of amplify it for you? Or did you just keep kind of, you just were going on this journey with yourself? I definitely felt the shifts. Yes. I felt better. I felt grounded. You know, I felt like different in my body. Mm-hmm. I still didn't really know what I was doing and I didn't, I just trusted it. And I think that was part of the process is you start to, you, you know, you're in meditation and you're in your intuitive space. You're in that third eye, that sixth chakra mm-hmm. the whole time. That's all the psychic meditation is. And you're looking at your own pictures, which means you're looking at these memories or you're looking at these ideas or these experiences or these people, family and things that are in your space. And you're watching them from a neutral space. You're, you're the Mm. observer. So you get to see your stuff, your fears, your grief, any pain, other people's stuff from a neutral space. So you just watch it. And then without all that energy around it, you watch it and you go, oh, okay, I can let that go or I can just allow it to start to move. So it, it, it starts to bring you a peace or a compassion that yeah. wasn't there before and allows you just to be. And I probably, during the beginning of that experience, I, I sold my business, you know, to my wonderful partner and I just dove into this stuff all the way. Mm-hmm. And I spent three years pretty much just doing, taking these classes, going through all the programs and I have to say, even a couple years in, you know, I just didn't know I was, what I was going to do, but I just knew it was something with that. It just yeah. felt good. And I yeah. trusted the process. By the time I started doing the teachers, the kind of like a spiritual leaders training and started practicing what it's like to teach it, that's when it really connected with me and clicked that I was like, whoa, I'm going to do this. Yeah. But it took me a couple of years in. Yeah. It was a journey. It sounds like, mm-hmm. and it took mm-hmm. some time and, and kind of reveal, like revealing and removing the layers of an onion sort yeah. of. That's but, what we say. Yeah. Exactly. And as you keep doing that, you realize, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This feels good. Yeah. You kept following that joy yeah. and like the way it made you feel, which I think is so important to continue to tap into how something makes you feel. It makes you feel joyful and happy and light and energetic as opposed to sort of weighing you down and making you feel stuck where you're at. It makes a huge difference. Absolutely. And at the time I thought, no, this is not only something I can do, this feels easy. And I don't mean it like I don't have to work on things and, you know, I don't mean it like that, but it felt, it just felt easy. It felt natural. And that I like that. Yeah. There was I an like ease and a flow to it. Yeah. As opposed to like going through the mud to get yeah. to the other side. Why am I it's doing huge. this? Yeah, exactly. But I think that is so interesting. Just kind of following the flow, following your joy, following the energy that's lighting you up. Mm-hmm. And so you work a lot with energy, obviously. Mm-hmm. How would you define energy or energy work or, or how do you look at energy um, in general? So this is what I think about it. If we agree or if we consider that we are energy and everything is energy, right? We are energy. Um, our world is made out of energy. The, the planet is energy. You know, everything on it, everything's energy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our thoughts are energy too, right? So if everything's energy, energy is transferred, right? It, it comes, it, 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 it's kind of complete. It's never empty. Mm-hmm. So if we're, if we're holding a certain energy, it's, it's just, it's a thing. We can tune into it. 
we can form it. We can, mm -hmm. we can form it into something and we can move it out and then we can bring in something to replace it. Mm -hmm. So energy moves. It, it's supposed to, it, mm -hmm. it transfers and it's also never empty. So I think of our bodies are these kind of amazing things that we're kind of riding around in while we're, while we're here, you know, while we're having a human experience, while yeah. we're in the human form and our bodies made up of our chakras and our aura and our, you know, all of our energy centers, they hold all of these areas of, of puzzles and, and beautiful, you know, uh, designs of energies, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And those energies, you can break it on down. There is pictures, memories. I mean, if you really, if we really go there, it depends on what you believe, but all of our past lives are held in our energetic form. Mm -hmm. That's why we're unique because we all have these you know, designs to us made of energy, right? Yeah. So we all have our stories. We have our past lives. We have our DNA that carries all of our ancestral energy. I mean, everything you've ever been connected to, it, you can find the information really yeah. in your energetic space. So not going out on that whole limb, but just bringing it, <laughs> bringing it to the right here and right now, why yeah. that's important is yeah. because we are not victims of the energy. Mm. If something doesn't feel right or if something feels off, it might be, and it is because it's a foreign energy. So I okay. think of energy as either yours or it's not. And if it's yours, it feels good in the body. If it's not yours, it's going to feel different. Mm, yeah. Cause I was going to ask you, you know, how do you know if it's your energy versus mm -hmm. someone else's or multiple people's? Because especially yeah. when I think you're sensitive or mm -hmm. you're energetically sensitive, you can often, you know, without even knowing allow other people's energy into your space. And Absolutely. so part of the healing work and part of that return, I think, to being in your own intuitive space is mm -hmm. removing other people's energy, getting them out Absolutely. of there so that you can feel good in your own space. So, so it sounds like it's really about tuning into whether or not you feel good in that moment. You feel light yes. versus kind of like, uh, yucky and off. Yeah. It's really simple. It's about awareness. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel good. I just walked into a room and all of a sudden I feel really weird. Or I feel like a grief or I feel this anxiety in my heart. So now I can say to myself, wait, something is around me. I just picked up something, you know, mm -hmm. that's not mm -hmm. mine. So I can just keep going with it or I can decide, oh, I can do something with that. I can move it out, you know, in a second yeah. and then bring in my own energy and now it's gone Interesting. rather yeah. than suffering from it. Mm -hmm. So a lot, of, most of it starts with awareness. Yeah. And I think that's what being awake is about. Just being aware what's yours and what isn't. Yeah. And I think too, to know what's yours and what isn't requires you to have an awareness of yourself yes. and how you exist and how you operate in the world and you know, what your feelings are about certain things. I think often we tune out so much, um, yeah. maybe sometimes even as a means of survival that then we don't know which is ours and which is, which is somebody else's. So it's a process Absolutely. too of being able to tune back in to yourself or tune into yourself for the first time, whatever it might be for somebody, um, yeah. to really gauge that, that level of awareness. Yes. And it can be, you're so right. And it can be as simple as just literally just sitting down and grounding yourself through like a simple grounding meditation, like mm -hmm. a, a grounding technique where you can release 
stuff that's not yours. You release people. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you just feel better because now you have your own energy in your space. Yeah. This reminds me of something you've told me a couple of times, which is to sort of visualize a rose and uh-huh. put people in the rose and blow them up. And yep. it's not like to literally <laughs> blow them up. It's so that you're removing them from your energy space. So, And at yes. the same time, when you're removing them, something that you've also shared with me, which I've carried with me, is that you're also giving them their energy back. Like, yes. hey, I don't need this in my space. It's yours. I'm going to yes. give it back to you. You you do you you go off with it. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep my my own stuff. And I think that's important as we're in different environments that are stressful or um dramatic or just yeah. don't feel, you know, good. It's like to keep giving people back their energy so you can yes. keep continuing to sort of contain yours. Exactly. Exactly. And it's helpful to give them back their energy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind. They need mm-hmm. their energy. Everybody needs their own energy to do their thing. Yeah. I so agree. And I love how you, the beginning of me asking you this loaded question about mm-hmm. what energy is, you know, it's, we are, I really do believe that we're all connected, but mm-hmm. our own experiences, our own sort of karma and our past lives, like you said, kind of give flavor to mm-hmm. who we are and a character exactly. to who we are. And so if we could, I'd love to maybe dive a little bit into yeah past lives and different lifetimes and what this means. And have you seen past lives show up a lot in your work? And what is your kind of perception or understanding of the role of this awareness around past lifetimes? What what kind of role does it serve for us now? I think past lives are very important. And, you know, I didn't necessarily believe in past lives, you know, at all, Mm -hmm. or even, or even think about it or think it was important until I obviously started doing this work, but I cannot avoid past lives doing this work. (laughs) Yeah, no way. Past lives are very important. They show up all the time. They show up in a reading or when you're doing healing work. I mean, if you sit in a meditation, just doing some work on yourself, you will see Mm -hmm. a past life occasionally, or you'll see pictures from it. And the reason they're important is because they hold information and they sometimes hold energy in them. So a lot of times in this life, we'll bring up a lot of past lives or past life energies that need to be healed Mm -hmm. from then. And there are people really affected walking around with fears or issues because of a past life, not this one. Mm -hmm. And if you can clear it, if you can know it's there and give healing to it, then you're released from it and you can move forward in this life and grow you know, yeah. and get, get freedom from that other one. Now, that being said, I also don't think of it literally as past. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's really hard to talk about. It's hard to articulate in, in this world that we live in, you know, we work in a realm of time and space, right? Everything right. is measured in time and space, but outside of this dimension or whatever we want to call it, there is no time or space. It doesn't mm-hmm. exist. It just exists here for us to kind of work within. It doesn't exist when you go into the intuitive space, okay, when you, when you look at energy. Yeah. So past lives, they're really, I don't know, are they parallel universes? Maybe. Are they happening all hmm. at the same time? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother wormhole. Totally. But, and it's interesting. Yeah. But what I do believe is if you work on something from a past life and heal it, it changes the energy. It does heal it and it changes it in your DNA. Mm-hmm. It changes it in your body and in your energy centers, and you are truly free of it. So what's really amazing about that, and it kind of ties into traumas and anything from your past in this life, Mm -hmm. you can go back to a situation and you can change it, and then it will literally change how it affects you in your body. Mm -hmm. 
And that's yeah. what the healing's about. That's why it's so important. Yeah, I think it goes back to this concept of alchemy and energy work and being mm-hmm. able to change and shift. And mm-hmm. um, I've always felt too that past lives or remembrances of your soul in another mm-hmm. form is also mm-hmm. a way I often look at it. It mm-hmm. like shows themselves to you. It appears so that you can send healing around yes. it and also gain greater clarity as to why the way you are the way you are in yes. this life. And then you don't have to carry it with you into the next version that your soul sort of adapts into. Exactly. There's a past life that's revealed itself to me where um, I was a little boy in Nazi Germany and I was separated mm-hmm. from my mother um, at probably the age of what, maybe nine or something. Mm-hmm. And it when it was revealed itself to me, it became very clear. That's why in first and second grade, I had such tremendous separation anxiety. I would literally run after my mom after she would drop me off at school. And there was no reason for it at the time. We couldn't understand it. Mm -hmm. We thought, okay, like something's going on with Sydney. But now at 28 years old, I understand it's because of a trauma that existed at another time that I carried with me. And so you send healing around it, compassion and understanding for that little boy who went through that moment and mm-hmm. I don't need to carry it with me now. I don't need to feel exactly. that, that fear of being separated or the trauma. And so I find past lives and, or just congruent lives, however you want to look at it, just be so fascinating and really carry so much opportunity really for does. healing. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes they'll bring you uh, like gifts, mm-hmm. kind of re- remind you of talents you have. Oh, I was really good at that then. And you can kind of bring it up again now. So it's helpful with that too. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so interesting because we've all probably lived every version. We've all been men and women and um, poor and rich. And I mean, I think it's fascinating. We often hear maybe about the lifetimes where we were more successful versus Mm -hmm. less successful and Uh whatever it is that we define success as, but Mm -hmm. we've literally been everything. And so I think it's a reminder often that you can still be anything in this lifetime. You like the opportunity and the potential is there um, for you to tap into, you know, who you are and and what you want to be. Yes. And I love that you just said, that because it reminds me of what you said earlier about everyone being connected and we're Mm -hmm. all kind of this, we're all connected together. If you think about it with past lives, we've all been in the same role with each other. Yes. So what you're on, right? So that's how we're all connected. We literally can relate to every single being. And if you get in that, that space where you're aware of that, you know, that's where all that compassion is. Oh, I've been in your shoes before, Mm -hmm. not in this lifetime, but in another one. Mm -hmm. So I have compassion for it. Right. Yeah. And that compassion and that understanding, I think is something we're being called into more and more Um, as we progress. I mean, for me, it's a theme that keeps coming up is this ability to tap into that compassion, but distinguish it from empathy. Because Mm -hmm. I think if you're very, sensitive and Mm -hmm. empathic or empathetic. And it often can get confused. Like this idea of being compassionate and being able to feel for someone else and take on those feelings that someone else is embodying versus Mm -hmm. being there, being there for the person, sending love, whatever it might look like. It's a, it's, it's kind of a fine line. And I, it goes back to what you had experienced um, mm-hmm. you know, for most of your life and kind of connecting the dots, this conversation is coming. This <laughs> is exactly yeah. what you were asking about when you brought up neutrality. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Yes. You just brought it right back to that. Yeah. 
That's what neutrality is. Neutrality allows you to be compassionate. Yeah. Very different from empathy. Because if you're empathetic, that's wonderful and that's a talent and it's a good thing. We need to be able to feel what other people are feeling. Mm -hmm. But if you sit in that space, you can't be neutral with them. If they cry, you cry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're feeling it with them. But if you can be neutral and in that compassionate space, it means you hold space for them. Mm -hmm. It means I allow you to just be right where you are. And I let you be there. I let you have it, you know, and I hold space for you to, for you to be and, and release it Yeah. rather than match you in that space. So we're both sitting in it together. Yeah. And I love that you just said holding space, because I think that's a terminology that's mm-hmm. really often used in these spiritual and wellness circles is. is I'm holding space for somebody. Mm-hmm. And I love the way you described it because it's, it is about holding space. It's allowing the space for the person to explore their own feelings and their mm-hmm. own circumstances and what they're mm-hmm. going through, but maybe not solve it for them. Cause I exactly. think too, with empathy, we can often go into that problem solving space yep. of we've taken it on. Now, how can I help you fix it? And oh, that so can get really, true. that can get, that can become a lot. And then you're the next thing you know, you've taken on somebody else's full on trauma and you're like, crap, oh now gosh. I've got to figure out how to get back to my own energy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really what codependence is all about. Enabling and codependence, that is it right there. Mm -hmm. You know, we see this pain and we go to try to fix it, fix it. And that's a huge thing because if you think about it karmically, if you keep trying to solve someone's problem for them, and this is typically what happens, they'll keep recreating the same problem Mm -hmm. over and over again because they need to solve it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So you, you, you have to like allow them to do it on their own so they can really get through it. Yeah. But if we keep trying to fix it, then they just have to go through it a hundred more times. Yeah. Well, you're sort of robbing, it sounds like you're sort of robbing someone else of their own life lesson and their own wisdom and their own opportunity to experience the growth and the change and the transformation Mm -hmm. that I think Mm -hmm. is, is clearly calling, like knocking on their door saying like, Hey, we're throwing you this, this experience, this circumstance for you to grow and shift and change, but your friend keeps <laughs> taking the opportunity for you. So we're just going to keep putting it in your path in a bigger, yep. more dramatic way until you finally wake up and you go, mm-hmm. all right, it's it's time for me to move through it and, and to allow that shift. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so fascinating. And it goes back to energy and it goes back to being in your own energy versus, you know, allowing somebody else's energy sort of in your space. And Mm -hmm. I'd love to talk a little bit kind of going off of that about your work and what it looks like. Uh The way you work is really fascinating. You, and you'll, you can explain this far Mm -hmm. better than I can, but you tune into your intuitive space and Mm -hmm. you open up that sixth chakra, that pineal pineal gland, and Mm -hmm. you tune in and you look at the energy centers within mm-hmm. all of us and kind of reveal blocks and what's kind of going on and the colors show up. And so anyway, mm-hmm. you can do a much yeah. better job at explaining oh, this good. than I can, but both, <laughs> our, good. both our sessions together have been really phenomenal and powerful and I've taken so much from our work. So anyway, I'll let you, I'll let you explain it. That's yeah, I know that's pretty good. <laughs> um, you know, I learned to do it. First of all, it wasn't natural. You know, I learned Yeah, and you know, I learned by exactly sitting in a meditation space. I sit in the space in the center of my head. And that is the sixth chakra. That Mm -hmm. is that third eye. That is where that pineal gland is. And when you sit in that space, you know, that's the clairvoyance space. And all clairvoyance means is clear seeing, 
right? That's all psychic means is to see clearly. Mm -hmm. And so you can sit in that space and you can observe energy from there and you can observe it neutrally. So there's no judgment in there. There's no right or wrong. You just see it for what it is. And that is the place where we tune into vibration. We tune into energy. So energy, you know, holds a certain vibration. And when you sit in the place in the center of your head, that, that third eye, you will typically see vibration as color. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why I see color. I'm a, I'm a pretty visual person. Some people are very visual. Some people aren't visual at all. They don't really see it. They just know it. And that's doing it from your crown chakra right yeah. on top of your head. And it's the yeah. same. It's all kind of the same thing. It's all your psychic spaces. But it's just, are you visual? Do you just know it? Do you hear it? That's the clear audience. There's mm-hmm. all the different ways. But it doesn't really matter. You know, you just kind of explore which way it is for you. How I do it is I sit in that space and I kind of know it and I see it or I hear it. That mm. I use all of them. Yeah. And I do. I tune in. Tune into your vibration. There's no such thing as time or space. I, ha- I usually have them say their name a few times so I can really get their bright color, whatever that is. And I tune in. And then I just start asking questions. I just look. I say, okay, what do you want to show me? What's showing up? And when colors appear, I ask, what is it? And it usually relates to something. You know, it relates to a chakra, which is an energy center. It relates to a part of their body, you know, Mm -hmm. something in their aura. And then I just keep letting it unfold. And I, I interpret things in ways of pictures or symbols. And then I just ask, well, what is it? Is it giving me information about what's going on? Is it someone in their space? Is it their father? Is it a picture from a past life? You know, and then we keep going. And Mm. the reading process of seeing it, it's because the other person is allowing that to come up. So we're doing it together. And everything that, you know, I see that we're looking at that's coming up is because it's getting a release. It's getting a healing. So the whole process is a healing process. Whatever we see, it's, you know, they're releasing it or they're getting a healing. So it's all very positive. Yeah. And then, you know, people can ask, you know, certain questions. Well, I've really been working with this or I've been struggling with this, you know, and then you, what happens is if, if someone talks and says something, then it's like looking out in the universe, then it lights up more. I can Mm -hmm. tune into it more and I go down that direction. Yeah. I love what you shared about how it's a healing and it's an energetic release and a movement and how you're doing it together. Because I think that's what's really key about this work is that it is a co-creative process. Absolutely, You're allowing what needs to step forward to step forward so that it can be healed and released. It's it's no, because I think there's sometimes fear around this work, right? About like someone's going to go into your space and maybe it's violating or maybe things will be sort of revealed that aren't supposed to be, but it's really a co-creative process. It is. It's a co-creative process. And I never, ever would, I, I've been trained and I, and I teach people the same. You never go into someone's space. You're not going in their space ever. This is all energy work. Sometimes I use guides Mm -hmm. and they don't go in their space either. And yeah, it's a, it's a co-creative space the other person has allowed the healing to happen. They're giving permission and we're working together. Mm-hmm. And that is very important because as empaths or intuitives, really the key to all of this, what, and this is my kind of one of my main things that I talk about with the teachings is, you know, I teach healers mostly. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to come do my, my kind of training program if, if there isn't some kind of healer within you. And it doesn't mean you have to do energy work. I mean, you right. could be, you know, a teacher. 
you're talking to people all the time. You could be a hairdresser, honestly, and like you're, you're therapy to people all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just if you're someone that's helping people in a healing aspect, right? You know, any kind of person in that position. So, or it could just be who you are in your life. You're this way with your friends and family, right? Yeah. But, but what I'm getting at is the most important thing with all of this is when you're done working with someone, you clear them out of your space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> because what goes on and you and I know this. So when I'm working with you and we're doing our, our session, I'm getting a healing also because everything I see in you, yes, we're connected and we've all been through the same kind of roles. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a release somewhere in me also. Yeah. So I get this tremendous healing after I've done a session and then I clear you out of my space and then I feel great and energized because I'm not walking around yeah. carrying you all day. Yeah. That's so powerful what you just said, that when you're doing a healing on someone else, you're also experiencing a deep healing within yourself. Oh, it's the main reason I do this. I love, <laughs> I love selfish. that. No, I, I hear you about it, that <laughs> healing aspect, you know, but I think that's incredible because I think it goes back to this knowing or this understanding that we're always healing. We're always moving energy. Mm. And so- Often, you know, what we see in someone else is a reflection or a mirror back at us at what we need to heal or at what we're experiencing. I think that's so beautiful and so powerful that it's also a healing for you, that it really is. Okay. So it really is a co-creative journey and process. It really is. Yeah. We call it, we call it matching energy. You match Mm. the energy in someone else and Mm -hmm. then you get to release it. Mm. And it's important to do that release so that you're not carrying that person with you because you don't need to carry my stuff with you. Well, it's the the difference of what makes people, you know, sick or not. Mm -hmm. You know, there are, you know, infamous, you know, healers out there in the world and famous ones going back to, you know, you'll hear these stories and they get really sick or they get depleted Mm -hmm. or they, you know, have like 10 heart attacks during that or whatever happens. And it's because they're not, they, they never learned how to clear it out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the kind of work that I work with and that I teach and that I do in the classes or any kind of one-on-ones always is about clearing out your own space. And it's so important because then we get to kind of create all these, these healers out there that have tools. Mm -hmm. And the tools is what's so important is to be able to have those tools to take care of yourself, to take care of your energy. I'm sure you've heard this a lot lately in the last couple of years, but this idea of creating boundaries around your energy. And I think... I think there's got to be some accuracy to that, but I also mm-hmm. think at times it can be a little bit of a dangerous concept of like needing to create barriers to your energy so no one else can come in. The truth is, is you decide what enters your space or what doesn't. Yes, and it's about having it. the tools to really, to really make those decisions. That is absolutely it. You hit it right there. You decide what comes into your space, nobody else. And if you're aware of that, if you know that, then you know, it's not about blaming yourself, right? We're not blaming ourselves like, oh, it's my fault that this happened to me. It's what it's doing is it takes you out of being a victim. I'm not a victim to what has happened or mm-hmm. to what's in my space. And I'm not blaming myself for it. I'm just, I'm, I'm getting to be in my power yeah. that, I'm, that I'm not a victim to this. Yeah. Because if I allow what comes in my space, then I get my power back. And then I can say, okay, I allowed that in and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you get to look at, you know, if you're doing this work, then what we normally do is we look at, well, what picture did it come in on? Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a huge fear of, um, rejection. So I, that, that person came in 
and that feeling of that rejection came in on my rejection picture. Mm-hmm. And that's from, you know, when I was four years old or, you know, da, 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 or it's yeah. from my mother who felt that way, or it's from past life, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Right? And, and I think so out. much of this work and about this awareness and this understanding is getting into your power space mm-hmm. and really aligning with that and aligning with your path and where you are and where you're going to be. And so I know a lot of your work too is about looking into the chakras and what's going on and someone's Mm -hmm. growth period. Mm -hmm. And so I'd love if you could just explain a little bit about what that means when someone refers to something as a growth period or, or looking at the different chakras. Yeah. Well, a growth period in, in this kind of uh, context is when you're, when you're working on yourself, when you're, you know, going through your life, we all kind of go through different growth periods, right? I I look at it like waves, waves Mm -hmm. of time, waves Mm -hmm. of experiences. So you could be in a growth period where you're working from a specific space, Mm -hmm. meaning maybe you're really in your first chakra. You're really in that survival chakra and you're in a, in a growth period all about survival. So it, that would mean, oh, you're really dealing with some health stuff mm-hmm. or, or you're really dealing with some financial stuff like struggle. So, you know, we could look at your space and say, well, that's a big first chakra growth period. Um, all this kind of energy about, you know, whether it's anything on a survival level. Mm-hmm. And then, then, you know, so you're like, oh, that makes sense this is where I am. And then you start to do a healing on, well, why, you know? Oh my gosh, someone, you know, these ideas are in my space. What's limiting me? You know, what am I taking on for other people? Who am I helping in that Mm -hmm. space? That kind of stuff. And then you get to, you know, move out because a first chakra survival growth period is not a comfortable one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Normally, you know, if you're in that kind of growth period, I mean, people are, you know, terminally ill or Mm -hmm. really ill or in a first chakra, you know, survival growth period or like in a war zone. Okay. That's, that would make sense. You're in a survival growth period or a survival space. Right. But a lot of times, you know, we don't have to be in those extremes. We're just going through some really hard stuff. Mm -hmm. And I notice people, you know, here in our country in that survival space so often lately, it's like, we're kind of all going through a survival period Mm -hmm. just with everything going on out there. So it's becoming more like global, which is interesting and not, not fun, but I think it might be part of this whole shift. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> but, I get it though. Yeah. So, and then you might be, let's say you're in, you know, I, I look at your space and I say, Oh, your third chakra and your fifth chakra really light up. Okay. That's your growth period. You're working from your third chakra. That tells me you're working from your power space mm-hmm. in this growth period and your fifth chakra. That tells me you're working from that one as well. So that's your communication, your throat, your voice. So it can tell me, you know, or tell you where you are Mm -hmm. and, oh, what's going on with this growth period? And you can even, you know, often see, well, how much longer am I in it? Oh, about Mm -hmm. four more months. And then you're going into this kind of more transformational one about your heart and bringing in self-love. So we're always on these different journeys because we're growing. Yeah. We're learning and we want to be in these different growth periods, right? But it's helpful to know sometimes which one you're in and what's going on because it can help you get your power mm-hmm. and see, you know, okay, yeah, this makes sense where I am. This is why these are my challenges right now. It's not because I'm just, you know, the world is against me or I'm just, a, you know, mm-hmm. getting dumped on. Yeah. You know? It goes back to awareness, right? And when you know what you're working with and what you're working through, um, 
you can really focus your energy in that direction and in that way and, and do yeah. the work that you need to do. And I think it's so fascinating. You say that you're the co-creator. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, you know, I don't mean to make any of this sound like, oh, life can be so great and it can be easy and we're, <laughs> we're all responsible for mm-hmm, ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just mean there is a big level of, you know, we, if you are here alive in your body on this planet, you chose to do that. Mm-hmm. You wanted to do that. It wasn't a punishment. It's really kind of a, a gift. Like a lot of beings want to be here, you know, as a human having this experience Yeah. and, and they say, and I believe it. <laughs> you know, the most capable ones get to have that chance Mm -hmm. or that opportunity. So, you know, we came here with, with reasons to learn things. And, you know, when I know that, then I get to look at all the the hard stuff and I may not like it, Mm -hmm. but at least I get to say, okay, maybe there was a reason I needed to experience that. And I call that in. What do I get to do with it now? How can I create from that and allow myself to have freedom and ease and validation and love. I don't have to be trapped in that stuff. That might be my whole lesson, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We come here for the experience. We come here mm-hmm. to learn, to try new things, to, mm-hmm. there are certain lessons. I'm convinced there are certain lessons that our individual soul has chosen to experience mm-hmm. in this lifetime too. And there's a purpose behind that. Absolutely. And, and so tying that into the different growth period that you're in, there might be a lesson surrounding safety and security or the ability be. to speak your truth or exactly. the need to open up your heart uh, to exercise greater compassion or forgiveness. I mean, there are so many layers and it's so fascinating and it's all tied in. And Mm -hmm. before you and I started recording, I sent you the photo of my aura, which like Mm -hmm. totally blew my mind. And yellow has been such a power color for me and something Mm -hmm. that I am still very in, which is just so fascinating to me. So these colors show up, these growth periods that we're in, they serve a purpose. They are here to teach us different lessons and to have experiences within that and to work with someone like you who can tap in and, and help us gain that understanding, I think is just Mm -hmm. I don't know, mic drop beyond powerful. <laughs> I think it's, it's the coolest thing. Pretty wild. It's so <laughs> it constantly so amazes me. <laughs> it, I I I believe it because you work with yeah. so many different people too, and your practice is blooming and flourishing. And so you also teach um at the Den Meditation Studio mm-hmm. here in LA. Mm-hmm. And yeah, well, you know, people want to learn. They mm-hmm. want to do it. I mean, the, really, I mean, I the only re- reason I can teach like this is because there are so many people that just want to learn. And that is incredible to me. That is incredible that, you know, you can say, okay, who wants to learn about intuition and people show up, they Mm -hmm. want to learn Mm -hmm. and they want to be empowered. And it's such a, it's such a beautiful space. You know, it's just, it's like people giving themselves a chance Mm -hmm. to be who they can be, that kind of thing. And it's a reflection too, I think of the direction and the wave that we're beginning to Mm -hmm. just, I think, start to ride. It's this movement into greater um, awareness and tapping into our intuition and having an understanding, I think, of the spiritual body and its role in the physical body and everything else in between, which is probably a whole other conversation I know. in well, and of itself. Know, it probably is. But I want to say one thing, cause you brought this up earlier yeah. about that, that gets into the whole like fear mm-hmm. kind of about it. You know, there are people, a lot, of, a lot of people are afraid of psychic work or intuitive work. And I think that has to do with this big wave we're going into as well, because it's so much 
you know, more common now. It's like mm-hmm. trendy now to do energy work and have totally. a healer and, you know, oh my gosh, you know, shamanism and ayahuasca is like literally blowing up. It's like this super trendy thing. Yeah. And, and I, and, and, and I think it's all a very positive thing, you know, but here is, I mean, I definitely think it's a positive thing. I, I love it. Of course. I love this whole waking up, mm-hmm. you know, with that, you know, you have to know and be ready and be okay that, you know, when you walk into this work, you're going to be looking at your fears mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the purpose is let's see what these fears are and release them because they're just energy. It doesn't mean they're truths. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this stuff may not even be yours. A lot of it, a lot of the fear about the intuitive work really is kind of old dogma, old, old kind of, you know, eve, it's evil, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are, you know, people out there that will take advantage of you. There are people out there, of course, there's some yucky, bad, you know, energies out there, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, but we don't have to be afraid of it. We don't have to be afraid of any of it. If you learn to listen to yourself, if you learn to, you know, be aware of what all this energy is in your own space, you, there's nothing to fear because you can be the one in control of your own space. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So yeah. the the purpose of learning about it is not to, you know, get scared. It's to know that, oh, wait, I can let go of that and I can trust myself that I own my space. You mm-hmm. know, I can be aware of someone's getting in my space and I can do something about it. It's not scary. I can yeah. just be like, you know, get out. <laughs> That's incredibly you know? empowering and powerful. Yeah. And it it's kind of been the theme I think of our conversation is, is being able to step into your power and Mm -hmm. recognize that this is a co-creative journey and a Mm co-creative process and that you get to decide who's in your space, what energy you want to be in, what energy you want to call in. I think it's incredibly empowering. Yeah. Is there a message that you often hear the most from spirit or guides when you do tune in that, that they want to be conveyed? Is there a message that you hear often or a running theme? You know, it's funny because I've got a couple of, um, I don't know, directions about that. Uh, one is I would say when, okay, if I'm just checking in about that, I would say the main thing I hear is trust yourself, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) just trust yourself. So that means literally getting into a space where you can move out whatever causes you not to trust yourself. Okay. Yeah. And guides and spirits are all around us and they are here to help us and, you know, work for us. Honestly, they want to work for us. That's, that's part of their, of their, of their mission is they want to help us Mm -hmm. and they, and they get something out of that as well. But I like to also say they don't know more than us. Mm. Right. So I kind of look at it like I look to guides and I use them. I mean, I use them all the time. I'm using them right now. I use them, you know, before we got on the phone, I called in my guys, have mm-hmm. them around me. I help, I asked them to help me hold my space, mm-hmm. you know, and to connect me to source, to my higher self. But, and they can give great advice. They can help. But I think it's important to know that they don't know more than us. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have to decide for us. <laughs> yeah. So that's the message I get most is we're here. We'll help. And trust yourself. <laughs> so in some ways that there are, there are peers in this journey, right? Yeah. That we're sort yeah. of maybe yeah. on the same level and that often though what they share with us or what they reveal to us is maybe deep truths that we know that we just haven't 
remembered yeah. or connected exactly. with. Exactly. That they're not all knowing in such a bigger way than we are. They're not. They're really not. They're more knowing in the space they're in. And they don't remember or have any idea what it's like to be in a body necessarily mm-hmm. when they're there. So they're learning from us too. But yeah, you're right. They're more like our peers. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of in a different place. Yeah. So they've got different information. Yeah. And that goes yeah. back to taking your power back and being empowered it's all in this that. work. That's what mm-hmm. it's all about. I have to ask you the question. Mm-hmm. I ask everybody um, that comes on Seek the Joy podcast, which is, what is your biggest dream? Wow. My biggest dream? Oh my gosh. You know, what is my biggest dream? You know, I guess I would like to, and that's funny you're asking because I just did a big manifestation the other night about this. Hmm. (laughs) I think it is doing this work always. I I love this work. I'm going to always do this work. And knowing that everyone I'm working with is kind of working with the tools and they're just, you know, they're empowered Mm-hmm. And they're out there and yeah. they're, and it's like a domino effect, right? It's this kind of, I don't know. I, I, I feel like continuing to be in, in this work somehow is part of my dream, obviously. And the other part is I just, you know, I love my family and my friends. They are, they're wonderful. So mm-hmm. my dream includes, I don't know, just kind of being in joy and having everybody around and, and healthy and, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, enjoy and ease, not in the struggle. And we had those earthquakes the other day and I thought, you know, that was a really kind of intense, but gentle, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just reminder of, you know, how do we want to connect and what is, what is, what's important and how are you going to respond in times of need? You know, I think there's so much fear out there. It doesn't mean life is going to be this beautiful paradise, I, I want us to go towards that and to aim for that, but I know there's, there's going to be struggle. That's part of it. But I think I see my dream as being able to, you know, continue through this lifetime, grow old in it, knowing mm-hmm. that with all this chaos, you know, it's okay that I can feel at ease and, you know, with the people I love around me and keep doing the work. Yeah. I want to, I want to do that. Like I want to stay around and keep doing the work but I want to be able to be in that neutrality doing it because I know it's not easy. To sort of ground sense? in the chaos. Yeah, ground yeah. in the chaos and yeah. know it's purposeful mm-hmm. and, and believe in it. You know, believe in it because you can, it's really easy to be like, oh, the world is just going to blah, 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 and everything's bad. And I, I do not, I don't like that one and I'm, I'm not ever going to do that mm-hmm. one. You know, I, I, I really feel that that's one way to look at it. But if we just do the work and kind of believe you know, it's, we really, this is a great space, a great planet. Like I really believe we can heal this planet. I I believe that is entirely possible. Yeah. I think one of the greatest challenges of this moment of the time that we're living in is to not be in that disenchanted space and to instead trust yourself, trust the work, trust the tools, trust your ability to elevate yourself within it, um, to help shift and change and heal both yourself first and then others by extension and then the planet as a whole. And I think, I think that is something we are waking up to more and more is don't be disenchanted. Don't check out. Um, yes, there's chaos. Yes, there are challenges, but you can ground within it and flourish and grow. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. 
Thank you for yes. doing this with me. <laughs> I have so loved having you on the podcast and um, I just am really so grateful and thank you for all the tools and the knowledge and the work that uh, we've done together and I know that we'll continue to do together and Absolutely. for everything that you shared, where can everyone find you? Learn more, uh, come to one of your classes or book a session, whatever they feel called yeah, to. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my website was just my name, katherineschiff.com. Uh, that's got everything there. Uh, and if you are in Los Angeles, you can come to a in-person class at the Den Meditation Center. And I teach at both spaces, mostly the one on La Brea, but also the one in Studio City. And it's a beautiful space. Mm -hmm. I love that center. So in Los Angeles, I'm there. And then through my website, I offer, you know, I do all of my sessions over the phone. I offer classes uh, online, over the phone doesn't have to be in person. In fact, none of the sessions are. There's no such thing as time or space. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm working on a bunch of new stuff right now. So, Amazing. you know, in the next year, there'll be a whole bunch of new, new ways to, to spread, spread the, I love it. the training. Yeah. I'll put everything in the show notes. It'll be so easy for people to find you. And thank you again. This was a really powerful conversation. We went in directions. I did not anticipate, but I'm so glad we did. So thank you for doing this. Thank this was so much you. fun. Thank you so much for having me.